Welcome to Season 3 of Bridge the Gap, a podcast dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the future of housing and services for seniors. Powered by our supporting partners, TIS Insurance, Morrison Living, NRC Health, One Day, Argentum, The Bridge Group Construction, and Salinity. Find out more about this podcast at btgvoice.com. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Podcast with Josh and Lucas. We are in San Diego. It's a beautiful day, as most days are here in San Diego, at the Nick Spring Conference 2020. And Josh, we've got an incredible guest on the show. We'd like to welcome Scott Collins. He is with Linkage. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate welcome. it. Welcome. Yes. Good to be yes. here. Have you come to a Nick conference before? Yeah, this is my <laughs> second year. Okay, good, yeah, good. It's been great. Good. Well, there's a lot of energy our listeners can hear. You know, we are the conference junkies. We are, make that tour and that circuit every year. And uh, it's a great way to start off the spring here at Nick, where we're collaborating with not just senior living talk, but also healthcare talk, which uh, is going to parlay into some of our discussion today. So, Scott, tell our listeners some of your background to give them some context to our, our uh, discussion today. Yeah, sure. Thanks. Um, been with Linkage for almost 18 years, joined when it was a startup and We had our beginnings as a managed care organization, uh, pivoted that in the early 2000s into group purchasing. So we're actually owned by a group of not-for-profit senior living providers, mostly in Ohio. We have one down in Kentucky um, that provide independent living, assisted skilled nursing, hospice, home health, meals on wheels, you name it. If there's a way to provide care and support for an older adult, they do it. And um, so pretty early on, we recognized that through our pivot into group purchasing, we couldn't cost cut providers into long-term sustainability. So we added a few other businesses along the way, uh, one of them being Linkage Ventures, so that we could provide a way for our shareholders to see a return on their investment, but more importantly, begin to see innovation as it's coming over the horizon. So with Linkage Ventures, we invest either directly into early stage businesses with products, services, and technology, or through our partnership with Ziegler and the Ziegler Linkage Private Equity Funds. So two funds, uh, roughly 63 million raised, 25, 25 companies that we've invested in, uh, 90 limited partners in the first fund, 100 in the second, and uh, we're in the process of imagining the third one, hopefully looking to form that up and start raising capital towards the latter part of 2020. So much going on. And, you know, uh, I had heard about what you do a little bit. I was telling you yeah. before the show uh, from our friends at Ziggler who have um, been gracious to provide some great content to our listeners uh, and appreciate uh, Morrison, our friends at Morrison, yeah. introducing us to you and, and helping you get here today. So that's awesome. So tell us a little bit now that we know a little bit about the context of your background. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, what's some of the areas that you guys are focused on specifically right now? Sure. Because we talked about three or four very specific avenues, and then we'll maybe touch on a deep dive on one of them. Yeah, absolutely. So while group purchasing is our core, uh, there, and investment is what we're known for uh, nationally, uh, market research is near and dear to our heart. Um, most research you see uh, currently in the U.S. lumps everybody together in a plus sign after age 65. We recognize that that's not the right way to look at it. So we have a market research company that helps businesses better understand the older consumer, which we think is really important, not just from a marketing perspective, but more importantly from a product or innovation standpoint. Uh, so we break our research down into five-year increments up to north of age 100. 
done a technology study, uh, one of the first ones of its kind here in the U.S. starting in 2011, to really dig deep into how older adults want to consume and engage with technology. Um, but then my pet project that I've been looking at over the last two years is something we're calling Linkage Labs. And it's this idea of how do we start breaking down silos within the innovation spaces throughout all of healthcare. So what we've found is that geographically, there's silos of innovation going on in parts of California, uh, a little bit in the Midwest, as well as in the Northeast. But a lot of times it doesn't know what each other is doing. And then also with respect to where people find themselves within the healthcare ecosystem. So acute care folks innovate with acute care folks, senior living with senior living, and never the two shall meet. And so because we've seen a lot of that around the country, my thought was, can we bring together like-minded organizations with a, a shared alignment of values and perspectives to say, you know what, we see what the frontline challenges are facing our older adults in this healthcare system. Instead of waiting for some really smart entrepreneur somewhere to sort of figure out a solution to a problem they think we have and then hopefully stumble across Ziegler linkage to invest in them, could we do that same thing ourselves and look at the continuum holistically and instead of innovating for just one part of it, identify ways that we can create solutions that actually play throughout the continuum. And then the two final pieces of that are looking at how do we incorporate payers at the fuzzy front end of innovation, along with folks from the public policy arena, so that if we do create something that's interesting and that really would play throughout the entire healthcare ecosystem, one, how do we get it paid for? And then two, are there any regulatory hurdles or challenges that we could take down early in the development process? Um, and so that's really what I've been working on uh, for about the last year and a half, actively testing the idea. Uh, it seemed to be fairly well received. And then we found a couple of health system folks that really I liked the concept and want to go deep with us. So that's what we're doing right now. So when you talk about um, partners like-minded that are yeah. coming a, uh, alongside you, and you mentioned a couple of health systems, what I mean, what does that team composition look like? Yeah. That's, that's kind of, uh, or, or what do you want it to look like? Because it sounds like you guys are a year and a half in, kind of testing the waters, but where do you see that going? Yeah, great question. Um, what we really try to do is get that executive sponsorship at the very top level within the organization. So CEO, CFO, COO level. And I'm talking about organizations that are very large compared to us and our members. But more importantly, it's, an, it's vital for us to make sure that we've got alignment down throughout the organization. So if it's something that sounds really cool in the C-suite, that's a great place for innovation to go and die. But once it gets down into mid-level management and into the front line, is it really making their lives easier? Is it helping them better serve their constituents? Is it something that's going to not add hurdles to their workflow, but create, you know, some take down barriers and make things easier. So what we do is we put together cross-functional teams. Uh, so right now, for instance, we're working on some technology for back office workflows uh, throughout all of healthcare, not just in the acute space or post-acute space, but throughout it. And so the next step, once we have a concept that we really like, we then put together teams who are going to either be impacted by whatever we're developing or can really help provide deeper insights and then go in and start testing that conceptually and then identify some betas, uh, both within the linkage member network as well as in the health system space that we can go test these things. So it's kind of the crawl, walk, run strategy. Uh, let's test it, develop it. And it's all really built on a lean startup concept for us 
Um, the idea is, can we do these things in a way that's not going to eat up a bunch of capital and a bunch of time? So, you know, if we're going to fail, we want to fail fast and we want to fail cheap. Sure. <laughs> can you give some examples of some innovation, innovative products that you have walked through that entire process that have gone to market and actually produced some positive outcomes, <laughs> not only just for the users, but clearly the attention is on the demographic of these over 65. But I imagine, I would hope that the end result is to better the lives of older adults through these initiatives, right? Is there any examples that you could walk us through? Yeah, so I can give you, uh, I'm going to be a bit cryptic about it because it's still under NDA, um, but it's something that definitely helps address a bit of a workforce challenge as well as a revenue cycle challenge in the post-acute space. So how can we utilize uh, different technologies and different tools to make that process more efficient so that we're reducing the amount of unpaid claims and, and helping pay providers get paid more rapidly, but do it in a way that's going to make their workforce more efficient. So that's sort of the tip of the wedge. And then beyond that, looking at other parts of their back office, uh, front office or middle of the house operations, where we feel like from a workforce perspective, can we utilize certain technologies in order to optimize that and alleviate some of the burdens or challenges put in place because of the tremendous turnover we're seeing in this market. Well, you've touched on one and two of you know what everybody's talking about at Nick and every conference that we go to, and it's labor challenges, um, revenue cycles, and things like that. So um, obviously, those are hot issues, but of this group that you've put together, senior living has a lot of challenges um, I like to call those opportunities also. Yeah. Um, how are you narrowing down? Because it seems like, you know, if you're, if you've created this group to tackle challenges, it's like, wow, there's so many opportunities for us to look at process improvement. What, what is, how are things getting on your radar that you pinpoint it? And then you say, okay, this is the issue, or these are the issues that we're going to attack. Yeah. Great question. What we do is we try to identify themes where we hear a lot of noise. Um, and, and really start to uncover the root cause of the pain. Um, because if, if we let this go to its you know, final conclusion, we'll be overwhelmed trying to boil the ocean and we just can't do that. So we, look, we try to find things that, are, that have consistency throughout the entire ecosystem. So we work with one of our partners, uh, runs a number of very large post-acute networks um, in the Midwest as, as well as out West. And so what we try to do is work with them to uncover areas of real challenge that are acute enough that they really need a solution and there's a, a customer willing to pay for it, um, but specific enough that we can actually create a solution. And so for us, it means you know filtering out a lot of noise and, and sometimes being really granular and going after things. So transitions in care is a huge challenge um, in terms of creating consistency, right, throughout the entire healthcare spectrum. But if we could just take one or two tiny pieces of that and make it more efficient, um, not just for the providers, but for the patients, um, those are the type of things that we're really looking for. So what are those little wedges that we can identify um, where we have permission to win? Some of the stuff we look at, we're just like, that's outside of our core competency as well as anybody that we're bringing to the table. Um, we're going to bypass that. But then the other piece of this is looking for world-class developers to help us build out these solutions. So we recognize that almost none of the things that we're going to create are going to come from within. It's how do we identify those best-in-class partners out there um, who may not have any connection to healthcare. 
but they're just really smart at certain parts of technology. And so we can get them up to speed by being the subject matter expert um, and then have them basically come in and build solutions for us. That's what we're doing with one of the other companies that I've talked about earlier. I love that. So um, chase a rabbit here for just a minute sure. because you, you mentioned um, the partnerships and some of this will not, maybe a lot of this won't come from within. It's going to be these partners. We firmly believe in that. Um, so could you give a, a, us a few um, insights as to what your team is looking for in a great potential partner? Oh, yeah. you, you, you know, you mentioned a, a developer partner that might not even be from the space, but what are some of the key things? You know, somebody might be out there listening um, that might c connect with you guys or yeah. something. So just kind of bake that up for us. Thank, thank you for asking that. Um, it starts with really the alignment of values, right? Somebody who, who sees this opportunity in, in senior living specifically, but healthcare more broad, broadly, as a way to really impact the quality and dignity of life. So if they view this just as a big money grab, that's not consistent with who we are or what we're trying to solve. So it has to come from, it has to be a place of authenticity uh, in terms of they really want to be in this for the right reasons. The next thing we look for is humility. Uh, we want to make sure that we as a company are very, very humble in everything that we do. And we look for that in partners because we fully recognize we know a lot less than we actually know. And what we want to find are people who come into this with kind of a blank slate and not a preconceived set of notions, ideas around what older people can do or what healthcare providers are able to accomplish or you know, well, we can't do that because the, the reimbursement environment won't allow for it. So we try and have somebody who's, who's really malleable and, and able to do things uh, kind of in that gray area of uncertainty. Because um, so much of healthcare is not black and white, right? Especially around innovation. Um, so we want to find people who will recognize our subject matter expertise. We certainly want to have a huge amount of respect for their subject matter expertise. And where those two things can come together, uh, we've seen some really cool innovations take place. Uh, it's kind of like recognizing what you're not good at uh, and recognizing what you are good at and finding ways to fill in those gaps. Yeah, I love that. So you're obviously a visionary. I've been at this for a long time. This has kind of been your baby that's kind of coming out now. So uh, tell us, you know, where do you potentially see this particular um, group yeah. Within your bigger group, being and and some of the challenges over the next five to ten years, what do you? What's your vision for that? Yeah, so it's it's all very connected. So I go back to our core business, which is group purchasing. That is a way for us to continue to build out this distribution network, hmm. not only for um, ideas but things that we haven't invented yet. Uh, because if we can establish trust with our network of customers, then when we do invent something it's a much easier way for us to get that adopted by them. Um, so we're still very hyper-focused on growing out our core business, which allows us then to magnify the impact of these other innovations we're building up through Linkage Labs. Uh, with Linkage Ventures, it's a way for us to you know, make an immediate impact because those are things that we invest in things that are kind of ready for prime time right now. So we can't take our eye off that ball. Um, we've got to make sure that we're doing a good job of identifying those you know, innovative solutions and technologies and services and products that are going to make an impact right now, but also with a lens towards the future through Linkage Labs of saying, hey, let's step back. Let's take a look at not only where healthcare is today, but where it's going. Um, 
what is going to be the impact of the boomers, right, on senior living? Now, everybody salivates over them. They have forever. But, you know, a third of the boomers have lots of financial resources. Two-thirds of them, not so much. So what's that impact going to look like for people in the brick-and-mortar business? And how can we partner with folks in brick-and-mortar to kind of disrupt their own business model or set it another way? If the national numbers say that roughly 10 to 12% of the age and income eligible population are ever going to live inside of some type of senior living community, how can we work with senior living providers to flip it upside down and say, hey, let's go extremely hard after that 90%? And not with an eye towards moving them in, but taking our best and brightest and moving it out to them. Oh, I love that. That's a great. So we could, we could talk over a lot of episodes just about this one you know, Linkage Labs, and then there's so many other aspects. Really appreciate you taking time with us. Uh, Nick is a very high pace uh, conference. Appreciate you taking time with us. Um, we will, uh, Lucas, uh, will echo this. We will connect our audience to you uh, so they can learn more. Appreciate the time that you've given. Uh, we always get so much. Lucas and I always talk about after the show, we're like, man, we, we, we get the front row seat to education. So it's really awesome. So thanks for joining us. Thank you both very much. I really appreciate the opportunity to join you today. I love what you guys are doing. And, and as we talked about a little bit earlier, the opportunity you have to impact that next generation of innovators that are going to come into this industry, I think is enormous. So thank you guys for doing that. Thank you for the encouragement. We'll definitely be using that to, to move forward. And we thank uh, Morrison Living for the introduction uh, yeah. to you guys. They're, they're, they're a great partner. They're helping fuel the energy behind all of the content that we're trying to elevate senior living with, with our thought leadership platform and the speakers. Um, informing, educating, and influencing. So very, very grateful there. Thankful to our listeners that are listening. Connect with us at btgvoice.com and all of our social media sites. We'd love to hear from you. And we're hearing from so many of you. And we really do appreciate that. And thanks for listening to another great episode of Bridge the Gap. For a full library of episodes, merchandise, and the 2020 conference tour schedule, visit btgvoice.com. Join the conversation on social media by following at BTG Voice, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode.